0: Your views, your news, your limerick today with Joe Nash on Live Ninety Five.
1: Now there are 7,500 non-consultant hospital doctors working in the Irish Health Services and there's growing unrest amongst a group at working conditions including working hours. The NCHD committee is warning of the possibility of industrial action if the HSE does not address their concerns. We're joined this morning by Dr Brian Daly from the NCHD at the IMO. Good morning to you Brian. Good
0: morning Gillian to you and your listeners. Thank you
1: for having us on. So Is this junior doctors or is it more than just junior doctors, Brian?
0: Um, So traditionally the the group of doctors uh, which are called NCHDs were formerly known as uh, as junior doctors and it includes all doctors working in the Irish health system right from the day they graduate from medical school right up until the moment they become a consultant or a general practitioner. And as you mentioned, that uh, represents around 7,500 doctors in the Irish health system. It's the majority of doctors in the public system, it's around two-thirds of the medical uh, workforce so it's a significant uh, portion of our of our um of our health workforce that your listeners would meet when they come into hospitals every day of the week whether it be to outpatients or to acute care uh, or in the community as well and um, they, they will often meet gp registrars uh, who work in gp practices across the country so a significant number of of, of doctors um, and the working conditions i suppose that the, the issues that, that that are there are, are historically there uh, and and they uh, predate the, the recent pandemic, and they are to do with, with, with very extreme working hours. You know, it's not unusual as a non-consultant hospital doctor to work sixty, seventy hour weeks, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, that has become normal for us. But it's not normal, and we know from uh, from regular surveys that we take uh, from uh, the membership of the IMO that our members are becoming uh, increasingly demoralised uh, and frustrated, uh, and over eighty uh, percent have identified that they are at risk uh, of mm-hmm. burnout. Yeah, but Brian, uh, and, and, you'd like
1: as you say, yeah. this is not this is nothing new. I mean, I remember yep. going back two, three decades, uh, hearing about this complaint and the hours that are worked. And uh, you know, I I had friends who went and studied medicine, and they would tell me the stories of the hours they worked, and I would think that's horrific. How can you treat a patient when you've had so little sleep in such a long time? And the answer that was always given back was, if you don't put those hours in as a junior doctor, you never get the level of experience that is needed in order to be able to become, for example, uh, a consultant. And we need consultants. And the only reason they are consultants is because they have those hours of experience when they were junior doctors.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't think that's necessarily true. And we know from other systems around the world that it's just not normal to do uh, the level of hours that NCHDs in Ireland are expected to do if you go to the UK, to New Zealand, to Australia these hours are just not normal. In fact, they're unsafe. And, um, you know, this is as much about patient safety as it is about the welfare of NCHDs. Uh, and if you look at any other industry, if you look at the airline industry or even the haulier industry, there are very tight restrictions on the number of hours that, that workers in those areas can can work uh, consecutively. Yet we don't have limitations there for doctors. And I don't know about you or your listeners, but I know personally if it was me or my family member that was ill or in acute care, I would want somebody who's on the top of their game that is fresh, that has slept the previous night and not still going, you know, at the 25th or 26th hour into their working day. Uh, and I think it's 2022. I think our expectation has to be high and patient safety is paramount as much as as this is about the welfare of of, of our members.
1: You mentioned a few other countries there. Can you compare the hours uh, these non-consultant hospital doctors in Ireland are working compared to the doctors in other countries?
0: I don't have the, the exact figures to, to hand, but they are not as excessive as they are here. Uh, I, I mean, ask that because, I, like we've all yeah.
1: watched the we've watched the TV programs yeah. as well. You can watch Casualty, you can watch Holby, you can watch Grey's Anatomy, and this yeah. problem of junior doctors working crazy hours comes up in all of those prog- programs.
0: Yeah, I think I think you know popular media does like to play on on, on the traditional viewpoint of, of hospital doctors working very excessive hours. But the reality is around the world is that there is a patient safety movement, and moving away from excessive working hours is a core part of that. We need our doctors and our nurses and all of our healthcare professionals to be on the top of their game and to be fresh thinking when they're treating patients and not burning the midnight oil and working twenty five, twenty six hours into the day. I think, look, the European Union has recognised this with the advent of the European Working Time Directive. And, you know, it's, NCHDs are not supposed to be working regularly more than 48 hours a week, but our members have shown uh, through surveys, and, and, I mean, they can show it in their, in their their hours clocked every month as well, that they're regularly working greater than 60, 65 hours a week. Uh, indeed, 40% of our members reported in our recent survey uh, of having worked greater than 24 hours on a regular basis over the last 12 months.
1: Brian, uh, do think you think some, some of the resistance to changing this is from the older doctors who kind of feel, well, I did it, so you have to do it to suck it up?
0: Absolutely not. I mean, we have been uh, you know, extremely well supported by our consultant colleagues in, in, in our calls for this. I think what needs to happen is that the HSC, the Department of Health, needs to engage in adequate workforce planning. We need to identify how many you know, NCHDs do we actually need to adequately stock our hospitals uh, and not have a small group of doctors covering right, left and centre for gaps and rotas across the country. It's not safe for patients, it's not safe for doctors, and I think we need to, to take this seriously and do something about it.
1: Well, as you say, I mean, I think patients would definitely agree. They don't, do not want to see a doctor who has been awake for the last 24 hours in a row, they want to see somebody fresh. Um, is, is there anything patients can do to support this campaign by doctors?
0: Absolutely. I think talking to your local uh, politicians is extremely helpful. I know you have some uh, TVs coming up in, on, on your show later on today. I mean, if you look at, at what doctors have to endure during their, their training, uh, it could be made a lot more streamlined by, by the HSC, who is ultimately the, the employer. I myself have moved to 12 different hospitals in the last uh, seven years, uh, working as an NCHD. I'll move to another four or five hospitals. That, that means moving from Dublin to Galway to Cork, uh, back to Dublin, and yet you're trying to start a life, have a family. The bureaucracy that goes with that, the you know, filling out of forms, being on emergency tax every six months, it's not very attractive and it adds a lot of stress to NCHGs across the country. These are our brothers, our sisters, our mothers, our fathers looking after patients in hospitals. We need to respect uh, the workforce that's there and, and, and do something to try and ease the burden that NCHGs are feeling.
1: Are there any hospitals that are worse for abusing their NCHDs?
0: It's very variable across the country and it can vary um, depending on the specialty you work in. So I, I wouldn't generalise as, as uh, certain hospitals being worse than others, but certainly uh, in, in specialties that could be particularly short at a period in time uh, due to illness or whatever, it can be, it can be particularly difficult
1: you know, I remember a uh, road safety authority ad going back where, uh, you know, the message was don't drive when you're tired. <clears throat> I'm pretty sure it was a junior doctor driving home after one of these shifts. And I think it brings home the point that it affects your life in so many different ways. That, that junior doctor lost their life um, because, you know, and presumably had no choice in terms of the hours that they were working.
0: Well, well, this is it. And I mean, unfortunately, we've had to put in place in hospitals and, and many hospitals have responded, to be fair, of having on-call facilities available beyond call times, so that junior doctors can rest before they get in the car and before they go home. Such as the level of tiredness coming off of, 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 out of work uh, the following morning, having been on all night or indeed having been on the previous uh, 24 hours. Uh, and in addition to that, you know, there are other issues around leave and study leave, this group of doctors are undertaking uh, specialty training, whether it be to be a GP or a hospital consultant uh, in a certain specialty. And in addition to those hours uh, we've talked about, um, there there are commitments for postgraduate education, for postgraduate examinations. And in effect, it's like taking another medical degree all over again, albeit in a specialty area. Uh, And that is in addition to those hours. So the stress and the burden that that, that NCH do uh, feel is significant. Uh, And if you look at, you know, the age of the NCHD group, it ranges from maybe the mid-20s to uh, almost 40 years of age. This is an age group that are trying to settle down, you know, so root somewhere, have kids, start a family. Mm. All of those things are being delayed, and the results of our survey have showed that, you know, 40%, 50% of of, of, of NCHDs are delaying having a family as a result of their job. And that is a shocking indictment of a system that is inflexible of facilitating the normal needs of a worker.
1: Are you going to protest?
0: Uh, So we're balloting our members over the next uh, month and that is certainly on the cards if if we need to to do that to be listened to. Um, Like I said to you um, earlier on in the interview, this is as much about patient safety as it is about NCHD welfare. That is a last resort, but it is one that we are willing to use if we have to do do this to get um, what we're looking for, which is safer working conditions for NCHDs.
1: Okay, well, look, I know what it's like to be exhausted and it's not just you that suffers. Everybody around you suffers very often when you're exhausted as well because it's just very, very, very difficult to deal with. And I know you've just come off a night shift, Brian, so thank you for taking the time out to talk to us uh, about this issue this morning, and do keep us updated on your progress with the campaign. That's Dr. Brian Doyle from the NCHD at the IMO.
0: Your views, your news, your Limerick today
1: with Joe Nash on Live ninety-five.